T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Home and home. We first want to talk a little bit more about Brady and Belichick with Nick Costos, the award-winning host of the award-winning You Better You Bet. I don't know if they've won any awards or he has yet, but I just like to say that. And if they haven't yet, they will because he's an absolute stud. Love talking with Nick. Don't let the hair fool you. He is a good guy and good at what he does. Uh, Nick, it's Ross Tucker and Jason Mertidis. Filling in for Dave Briggs today. We were just talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I actually have a few questions for you as far as that's concerned. I guess the first question, forget even the betting stuff, right? Let's assume, well, where do you where do you think Brady should go? You should go to Tennessee, right? By the way, what's up, guys? What's up, Jason? Good to talk to you, brother. What's Jason up? was on You Better You Bet a couple weeks ago talking some NHL. We loved it. Um, he should go to Tennessee, man. Like, Bring back Derrick Henry. Have the Titans bring back Henry. They've got Deion Lewis already, whom Brady's obviously familiar with from, from New England. They've got a badass offensive line, and that was obviously one of one of New England's problems last year, especially with David Andrews up front, their center, um, with the illness that he had. They've got the offensive line. They've got the offensive weapons with A.J. Brown. Corey Davis is not a bad complimentary piece. They've got other good complimentary pieces, like Adam Humphreys would catch like 80 passes in a Tom Brady offense. Tajay Sharp could be decent in a Tom Brady offense. John U. Smith is a pretty good tight end, better than any anything that the Patriots have, have put out put out there last year after Rob Gronkowski retired. And if they can get this defense ramped up a little bit here under Mike Vrabel, and Vrabel obviously pretty good coach, proved that with the, the road wins at New England and at Baltimore in the AFC playoffs this year. I mean, I think if, if Brady goes to Tennessee, I think you put them like maybe not right up there with Kansas City. Their win total is eight and a half right now. The Titans with Tom Brady win double-digit games next year, win the AFC South. I personally want to see Tom Brady with the Tennessee Titans. I think that would be so awesome. Nick, do you want to see the Patriots fail miserably like I um, do? I don't know if I want to – no, because I, I love Belichick, and like and I, and I like I like worship greatness, and they're greatness personified. And I think back to 2008, you know, coming off the 18-1 and season where they lost to my New York Giants in Super Bowl 42, and like the whole talk was like the, the revenge coming off of that Super Bowl loss, and then Bernard Pollard goes low um, in that week one game in 2008. Brady tears his ACL um, out for the season. Enter Matt Castle. Patriots still win 11 games. Now, in a very slu- a fluky scenario that year, the Dolphins also won 11 games under Chad Pennington, and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs despite winning 11 games here. But I'm kind of looking at this year where if Tom Brady signs elsewhere, I think people are going to be down on the Patriots. I don't know who their next quarterback would be. If it would be maybe they sign Ryan Tannehill in a delicious bit of irony. You know, maybe it's someone in the draft. Maybe it's Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe it's Jared Stedham. I don't really know it. I don't really care. 
All I know is I've got faith in Bill Belichick to put a winner out there on the field, especially in an AFC East where we expect Buffalo to take the next step, but who knows? You know, the Miami Dolphins are obviously probably still a year away, especially if they draft a quarterback. And can you really trust Adam Gase and the Jets? So I don't think this division is really like all it's going to be cracked up to be heading into next year. So if Brady signs elsewhere, I think there's going to be opportunity to make money on the Patriots going over whatever their win total will end up being minus Tom Brady. All right, so here's my question, Nick. Let's get back to the Titans for a second. Ryan Tannehill was 7-3 and three as the starter in the regular season, turned their season around, won two road playoff games at New England and at Baltimore against the 14-2 and two Ravens, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, 9.6 yards per attempt. He's 31 years old. Do you think the Titans should go after Brady instead of Tannehill? And why? Fuck what, yeah. what, Fuck what, yeah. what makes you think that Tana, that Brady's better than Tannehill? Well, uh, what? I don't even, what? I don't even, I don't even understand like what that question means. Like how is Ryan, is Tom Brady better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I watch the fucking games, Ross. So do you. Like, and I know you can go back and you can say last year, like maybe like Tannehill was better than Brady. I would also say Tannehill was in a better situation. Also, he's Tom fucking Brady. It's Tom Brady. You know who else won road playoff games? And I'm not trying to like say Ryan Tannehill is Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez went on the road and beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. Mark Sanchez went on the road and beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mark Sanchez went on the road and beat Carson Palmer and the Bengals, Philip Rivers and the Chargers. He's still Mark Sanchez. Like, I like Ryan Tannehill. I think Tannehill had a career resurgence last year. I think he probably deserves at the very least to compete for a starting job somewhere. But Ross, what the fuck are we talking about, man? When we're saying, are we are we sure Tom Brady's better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. I am certain that Tom Brady's better than Ryan Tannehill. I am absolutely 100% certain. <laughs> Ross, All right, that's like so asking then... if, if Yao Ming is taller than Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> right? I mean, come on here. What, what are we talking what about? What kind of question is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, yes, the thing, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Tom Brady's a, what, one-year, two-year thing? Tannehill could be a five- to seven-year thing if you're the Titans and you feel good about him. Well, I'll ask, I'll ask you. Well, can I ask you guys this and, like, see what you guys think? Like, in all seriousness, because this is going to answer the question. Do you think Ryan Tannehill's a guy, and he's a good, he deserves to compete for a starting job. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Is he a guy that you want to hand the keys of your franchise to for five to seven years? Not based on last year, but if he did what he did last year again, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have one to two years of Tom Brady and go from there, because their window's open right now. Oh, wide open right now in Tennessee. And like you look at the landscape of the AFC, like Baltimore is going to be back, but I think you can make a case that they're going to regress a little bit. I mean, they went 14 and two. They're probably not going to go 14 and two again. They should regress a little bit. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he has, he, like he's fucking hasn't seen a fucking treadmill in six months. The guy's fucking fat, like legitimately fat. Um, Cleveland's going to be better, but I don't, I mean, are they going to be that much better that they're going to contend for AFC supremacy? Do you trust any team in the AFC South except for maybe the Tennessee Titans? And you've got the Chiefs, obviously, but, and they're going to be great. But if the Chargers don't get Brady, who are they going to start the season with? Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert? I mean, then you can't really count on them. I mean, the Titans with Tom Brady are going to be right up there in the AFC elite, like right up there, maybe number two only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think that if Brady is serious about leaving New England, the Titans would be insane to not sign Tom Brady. It, it is it is the perfect fit. You right, and I are so on then, the exact same page. I totally yeah, so agree. Here, here, so you are right. Here's my question. Do you, yes. 
Do you do any future stuff right now, Nick? Or do you wait till after the draft or after free agency? Like, have you made any NFL futures season win total bets yet? No, I don't think you can. It's something that you have to wait. And also, like, you don't want to have your money tied up for like a, for like a, almost like a full calendar year. And there's so much shit that could happen in between now and the start of the season. I mean, injuries, obviously, player movement, the draft. We haven't seen free agency yet, obviously. So there's so much that's got to happen. So, I mean, I have an idea of some, like, win totals that I'm looking at and, like, an idea of kind of, like, how I feel about some of these futures based on like coaching hires and based on, you know, narratives from one year to the next, but I, I'm not going to plunk my money down for a while here. As far as the NFL futures are concerned. Nick, at this point, are you st- like, are you uh, going through the withdrawal symptoms now of the NFL? Like there's a lot to bet on this time of year, which is great, whether that's the NBA or whatever. I mean, you're going to get into golf betting soon <laughs> for goodness sake with the masters. But at this point, are you starting to go like, Oh man, I miss betting the NFL already, the regular season, in-game, week-to-week and all that, because you're only like three and a half, four weeks removed from the Super Bowl, not even. And I'm chomping at the bit already. That's why I, like, I'm, I'm all pumped up about the stupid-ass combine tonight to watch dudes run around in shorts. No, nah, I got I'm, – I'm good. I'm good on the NFL for a couple months. I'll, I'll start missing it probably like in beating? the dog days – no, I mean, I mean, I didn't have a great NFL season, but I mean, that doesn't really, I don't really care about that. It's just, it's more like it, it just dominates like my entire life for like five months. And like, I'm happy to have my life back. Honestly, that's the candid answer. I love the NFL. It's by far my favorite sport. When the season's here, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I'll, I'll get ramped up and start to get excited around training camp when it's just baseball over the summer. But like, you know what I'm really happy about in non-football season? That I don't have to spend all day Saturday and all day Sunday in front of the television. And while like, I love it, in the moment, like it's awesome. I'm happy to have my life back. I have my life back to an extent right now without football season being here. It's like our busy season. I describe it like for people that aren't in the industry, it's like accountants, their busy season, like like around around tax day, obviously. That's what NFL season is like for us in the sports media. So I'm actually really happy that it's gone right now. I'm, I, I'm happy to have some free time back. All right. So so you don't place any bets on the combine like 40 times. Oh, no, I like did. That. Oh, I did. Yeah, I bet Joe Burrow. Oh, under. He's not even. He's not even running, right, Burrow? <laughs> yeah. Like he's not. He's not working out at all. So I guess that bet. That bet's gonna get canceled. I mean, all these numbers get hit immediately after after they open. So like you have to be ready to bet them at open. Like Henry Ruggs, for instance, his 40-yard dash time got got steamed all the way down because people think he's gonna run really fast. Um, I don't think, and the one bet that I would probably make, I don't think anyone's going to break John Ross's time of 4.22, the all-time 40-yard dash time. Um, You have to get some, I haven't looked at it since yesterday, so I don't know what the juice is on it, but I don't think anyone's going to break the John Ross time of 4.22. But I can tell you that Henry Ruggs got hit, and I was expecting Joe Burrow to run um, a decently fast time, and now my bet's going to get canceled, which is bullshit. So yeah, yeah, I got some combine stuff. All right, so I got this email yesterday from Online. okay? You can bet on the quarterback with the highest Wonderlick score. Oh, yeah. I got that at my local. Okay. Yep. So, so first of all, how do you – like, that information's never supposed to get public. Secondly, I'm yeah, looking you know at it. it. Justin Herbert, 3-2. to two, Jake Fromm, 5-2. to two, Jalen Hurts, 4-1. to one, Joe Burrow, Tunga Vailoa. Poor Kelly Bryant is 10 to 1. And I want to know who are the guys setting these lines and what is it based on? Actually, like, I don't know. Maybe you transfer I mean, to Missouri. You, fucking, you go to, you transfer to, Missouri, that, you go to 10 to 1. I think that's the answer. 
I mean, like, think about that though. Like they're sitting there and they're like, yeah, I, I watched that picky through against Wyoming in week two. He's not going to be a good Wonderlick guy. That was a terrible decision. Like, how do they know? Who is setting these lines? I'm sure that they that they talk to people that know these kids and have a sense of, you know, what, what the, whether they're intelligent or not. I mean, they're not going to – you can't bet things like that for, like, large amounts of money, obviously, because there's, there's too much liability. But I am sure that the people that are setting these lines are not just, like, arbitrarily being like, oh, like, you know, Kelly Bryant. Uh, you know, he threw a terrible pick, so he must be dumb. And so they put that line up. I don't think that's the case. I'm sure that they're talking to people that have a sense of, of where these kids are and what they're at. Um, I can say that while my degeneracy is pretty, pretty up there, it has not reached the point where I would consider betting on Wonderlick scores over or under. So I, I, I've avoided that thus far. You stay away from the Wonderlick, man. Ross stay is, away from is listed on a website as one of the highest Wonderlick performers in the history of the draft. Well, the motherfucker went to Princeton. I hope so. I remember distinctly my agent saying, don't get them all right. Because Why? That's You're like, too smart? Because, because my agent went to Yale and I didn't like, I tried to get, I tried to get them all right. You know, it, I think I could have gotten them all right, but you only have like 12 minutes. Yeah. So like, I don't even think I got to like the last two or three. Right. Um, but, you know, what was the old George Young phrase, Nick, where he said, you know, football is not for the well-adjusted, the that's old Giants Parcells. GM? That's a, that's a, I think that's a Parcells line. Yeah, football's not yeah, for the well-adjusted. I don't think, let's put it this way. I don't think Bill Parcells is looking for a lineman that got a perfect on the Wonderlick, okay? I don't think 100%. that's what he's looking for. In fact, I don't think, I think that's part of the reason why Parcells cut me in Dallas. I don't think he was real keen <laughs> On a guy that went to Princeton at all, to be honest with you. I don't he's think that like, was Fuck really Tucker. Tucker went to fucking Princeton. Guy thinks he's smarter than me. I get, I get hey, I'll never, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. This is a true story. I, I never told you guys this, okay? It's like February, late January or February. And in the NFL, you're allowed to, you're away for a couple months till the offseason program starts. But the Cowboys call a team meeting. And you got to be there for the team meeting. So they fly you in for this February 7th or January 28th, whatever it is, meeting. Because Parcells wanted to talk to us. So we all fly in. It's hilarious because half the guys are sitting in the meeting room 20 minutes early because they're all scared shitless of Parcells. But we sit there. He says a couple things. And then he has this big book. And he says, you guys know what this is? This is a compilation of all your penalties from last year. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, no, he said, where's Tucker? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, because he's talking about penalties. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. right here. He's like, what's a compilation? And I'm like. Uh, it's a bunch of smaller things combined into one to make a bigger thing. He's like, that's right. And I knew Tucker would know that because he went to Princeton. <laughs> and and then he, you know, and then he goes on about how there's all these penalties, like eight a game and blah, blah, blah. It's a combination of all the penalties over the past year, whatever. After the meeting, like five guys come up to me and they're like, dude, 
Thank God he asked you. I had no idea what a compilation was. Nice. Nice. It was just funny. But, like, the point is, is it was already in his head that I went to Princeton. And I, you, you could, he just didn't like it. I knew it. I knew it right then. He didn't like it. When he cut me, he told me how he knows all the CEOs on Wall Street. I'm like, to use Acosto's phrase, I'm like, hey, listen, guy, I went to Princeton. I can get an interview with any of the Wall Street firms. I want to play football. I'm here yeah. to play football. I thought that was really insulting. So whatever. Um, that's my. Uh, that's still, my you're hanging on to it still. It's pretty yeah, cool though. Even personal. though he did cut you, it, it's pretty great that that happened though. Like, like that. You- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, you've had a fucking interesting life, man. There's no doubt about it. That's pretty cool. All right. All right. So, Nick, let's stick with football, though. Before Great. we get to the Ask Reddit question and we find out how smart you really are. <laughs> Good luck. XFL. XFL, are you betting it this weekend? Are you finding value? Are you liking it? Yeah, I mean, of course we're betting it. Now, the value's gone on one of the games I'm going to talk. It's not gone. I still like it. The book somehow opened up DC as an underdog at Mark Trustman in Tampa Bay, which was insane, and you knew it wasn't going to last. It was like one of those things on like Twitter where the, the lines get opened and everyone immediately is like, holy shit, DC's an underdog in this game. Um, yada, 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 to use a Seinfeldism. DC is now a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Tampa. I am not scared off by that, despite the fact that DC got annihilated last week by Josh Johnson in LA. I will look to lay it with DC, but again, worth noting, the line has already moved like three, three and a half points towards D.C. I still like D.C. I have a lean towards Houston in their game at Dallas. There's a case to be made. These are the two best teams in the XFL. St. Louis may have something to say about that. We'll talk about them in a second. But this should be a really good game. I lean towards Houston in this spot as a one and a half point favorite on the road. I just think they're the best the best team right now. And I, and I think that's going to manifest itself in this game. And they've got the best quarterback right now. So I lean towards Houston laying a point and a half on the road at Dallas. Um, we mentioned Josh Johnson and the LA Wildcats. They're now a touchdown favorite on the road at the Guardians, who just look absolutely terrible. you got Ross's Penn State boy, Matt McGloin, shitting down his leg. He's terrible. Marquise Williams is terrible. I'm only looking one way in this game. And this may be a square play and a chalky play that may end up screwing me because it's a big number on the road. But I'm going to lay it with Josh Johnson and the Wildcats on the road. Also, earlier in the week, I bet Wildcats futures at 12 to one. They're now down to eight to one right now to win the to win the XFL. And I mentioned we'd get into St. Louis and Seattle. St. Louis is a 12 point favorite at home against Seattle. Seattle's really bad. Jim Zorn's a fucking clown. St. Louis looks like one of the better teams in the league at this point here. St. Louis really likes to run the ball. They run the ball more than any team in the XFL. Seattle's run defense is actually not bad. I expect St. Louis to win this game, but the number is really inflated here. So I'm going to take those points with Seattle plus the 12, but I think St. Louis will eventually win the game. So DC, 
see. Give me Seattle as a dog. Give me L.A. as a road favorite. And give me Houston as a road favorite this weekend in the XFL. Nick, are you finding that at Vegas these lines are obviously more flawed than an NFL line would be just because of the lack of history and the lack of information? And that's a good way uh, to yeah. capitalize? Well, yeah. I mean, definitely. The, the NFL is by far the sharpest market. It's the hardest market to beat. So I think comparing yeah. anything to the NFL, then you would say certainly. But, I mean, like last weekend, for instance, the most ridiculous line I think I've – I said it on You Better You Bet last week, and I wish I'd put more money on it um, – L.A. getting eight at home against D.C. last week with Josh Johnson, like, finally healthy, was one of the worst lines I've seen and was probably the easiest football bet of this football season, including the NFL and college football. Like, D.C. opening up as a, as a, as a dog against Tampa, like, that's an easy bet to make. Like, that's one where, like, everyone looks at it and you're like, oh, my God, this is a no-brainer. Any Everything compared to the NFL is easy because there's— a million, everyone's laser focused on every single team. I think there's definitely money-making opportunities in the XFL. And I think, like I said, I kind of think that Seattle's a decent opportunity this week. And I think DC's a really, those are my two favorites, I would say. Seattle and DC, not as much LA, not as much Houston. Those are more like closer to toss-ups, but I like DC and Seattle this week. All right, Nick, we've also been talking about our Ask Reddit question of the day. And I don't want to ask you a leading question. I just want your response, which I'm hoping is epic, but maybe it won't be. If you could pick, especially as a professional gambler like you are, if you could pick between $100,000 tomorrow or a million dollars in 10 years, which one would you pick and why? Oh, that's a great question. I think you can make a case for both of them intelligently, right? Um, I'd probably take, I would probably take the $100,000 tomorrow and because who knows what a million dollars is going to be worth in 10 years. And also we have to wait 10 years for it. And I would probably, now that the stock market's really low because of the coronavirus shit, and I think the market's going to come back up, like in not maybe not really short order, but it's going to come back up here in the near future. Everyone I've talked to has said that. And I'd probably look to invest and buy low in some of these stocks for that $100,000 and make more than a million dollars. So that's what I would do. I take the $100,000 and I would invest it into the market now, now that it's low because of the virus and it's going to come back up. And I'm going to make more than a million dollars. Yeah, I knew he would be a risk taker. There was no question about it. You want to put the money in play. If you're waiting around for 10 years, you're going, shit, what am I? I, I can't mess with this money. Well, I, I will say that when it comes to stuff like this, I am generally like pretty risk averse. So like I've got like a decent amount of money tied up into the stock market, but it's all like really like low risk. Shit that like takes time to make money over time. I said to the guys, I was like, the one thing I don't want to do is lose all the money. That's I would rather just steadily gain and not have the big spike and not risk losing everything. But I mean, look, I, I think kind of think that's a, I mean, 10 years is a long ass time. And it's like, I have a lot of confidence in myself to make a lot of money. So it's like, I think that I'll be okay financially. So I'll take the money now as opposed to wait for it in 10 years. All right. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Nick. Let's assume that the, the market hadn't dropped a lot. Like it did the last couple of days for the coronavirus and that you weren't anticipating getting a big, quick bump. Let's say we asked you this question last week. I take okay? the million. Okay. Well, because, like I said, and that kind of like so takes something from the answer, I, no, I, from the I, answer I, that I, I gave. I was about yeah. to ban you from existence as a human being. That is over 26% annualized for 10 years. Yeah, the no amount doubt. of people that have replied to this poll question, 
that are like, I'd take the hundred thousand now and just turn it into more than a million are morons. Well, Ross, you know how hard to be, that to be is? fair, to be fair, Ross, like we are blessed to make a good amount of money for a bullshit job, let's be honest, where we fucking talk about sports and, and entertain and just fucking say whatever. A lot of people don't don't have a lot of money. So like I'm not gonna crush people for taking the hundred thousand dollars. No, 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 no. I'm okay with you saying a hundred thousand dollars because you're sick of living paycheck to paycheck or you want to pay off your debt or whatever. But if your answer is a hundred thousand dollars because I'm gonna turn that into millions or I could easily make more than a million in 10 years. Nobody is getting 26%, more than 26% annualized every year for 10 years. Good luck to you, sir. Good luck. Now, your response was a little more interesting because I don't know what percent the market's down the a last lot. few days. But I still don't think, I mean, I, haven't, I don't follow it closely enough to know how much the market was down in the last few days. And like, if you expected to bounce back in the coming weeks, how much of a bump up you'd get right away. But I still think the answer is probably the million over t in 10 years. Not to mention the fact that if you know you're getting a million in 10 years, you could sell that to somebody right now for $500,000 who'd be willing to take that. Or you could take a loan out and get over the $100,000 in the loan right now. I mean, there's a million different reasons why you should take the million in 10 years, but you at least had, you at least brought some new logic to the wrong answer. So thank you. Well, uh, well also like, I, again, like I have enough confidence in my ability. Like if it weren't for like, I would take the million just cause like I make, I make a good amount of money and like, I feel like I'll, I always will honestly. So like, I don't need the million dollars right now. Like it'd be nice to have, but I'll take the million in 10 years. But listen, like, I could be wrong about this, but like I've talked to a lot of people that I trust and like everyone thinks the market's going to come back around again, maybe not like this week or like next week, but the market's going to come back around here. And I think it's going to come back around in a major way. So I'm like, I'm chilling right now. I'm not panicking about it. And I, and I think that that would be, you know, that's what I would do. I would take the hundred thousand. I would invest it right now. And I think I would make a lot of money doing that. Grab the hundred grand and invest it in the company that makes those masks because they're like <laughs> gouging people around the world right now. Dude, to get a hundred of those masks costs you a hundred and twenty dollars right now. Yeah, but I the, can't do are, like because people are having a fucking what, meltdown because of the coronavirus. Who? Yeah, but who's that 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 Shrekley dude who was like whatever the fuck the guy the pharma bro who was like gouging people on like medicine and shit? Like fuck that shit. I can never get. I can't get involved in shit. You like you, that. you couldn't live with yourself. That guy's gonna burn it. No, that guy's gonna burn in hell. Yeah, I got no interest in doing that. What guy? What happened? The dude, Martin Shrekley, whatever the guy's name is, who like was like, they called it, his nickname was Pharma Bro. And like, I, I don't know the full story here, but the gist of it is that he was like gouging people on like medicine that people needed to survive and was basically like, fuck it. Like, I'm a greedy motherfucker. You want to live like pay. And, and I could be getting the details wrong here, but that's the basic gist of it. I think he's in jail and he'll burn in hell. Like, that's evil. Like, yeah, I like no an antidote. Like in that shit. He had like an antidote oh. for, for a sickness. And he was like, yeah, I can save your life. It's going to cost you 250 grand though. Yeah. Total capitalism on steroids. <laughs> that's not, that's not capitalism on steroids. That's evil. That, that, fuck yeah. that guy. Wow. Yep, you're not rich. That you're not rich enough crazy. for me to save your life. <laughs> seven years yeah. sentence. I bet you that sentence isn't going to go real well for him. It's going to be a rough no. seven. I'd rather be poor than make my money like that. I'd rather have no money than do that. When they find out 
what he did in jail, he's going to have a rough go of it. I, I hope so. That would, that would be my sincere hope is that he has a rough go of it because he fucking deserves it. Karma. The bitch. <laughs> that, is, that is rough. Nick Costos, you better, you bet. 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern time every single day. I will be on that show Monday and Tuesday next week. Very much looking forward to it. Really appreciate the time, Nick. Thanks so much for coming on the show as always. Should I wear my hair back, pulled back like this, Ross, when, when you come on the show on Monday? Do you like that? Or what do you think? What? What? I don't want to get into it. I, I, I'd love to know what, <laughs> what, what your what message you're trying to send with that? That's well, not like I just do what I I just do what I want to do. This is what I want to do, so yeah. I do it. That's it. Kind of feel, feel kind of. I don't. Let's talk about it after the show because okay. it kind of feels like a cry for help. So I'm no, here I'm for good. you. I just want I'm you to know I'm wanna, here for you. How about this, buddy? I don't like want to cry talk. for help. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. I'm good. Hey everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember. You can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 